Is everyone's like thing doing the thing thing? What is this? It's obviously a very good league. This is podcast. It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer. Soccer started. I wonder where 10 years went. Indy City Football Live! Brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Cole and Shelby Street, Jason Chisholm, and Carrie Birch are the Pot Squad! Still a soccer podcast. I guess it is Indy City Football Live. Podcast. I saw Katie Birch this last week. <laughs> you seem to not have an agenda, so I was just going to jump in. Oh, yeah, jump in. And she started singing my uh, at properties, the interleague showcase at properties jingle to me. And I was like, Katie, I hope you know that I said this once and it immediately left my mind. And so like, I know that it's a running bit, but this means nothing to me. It, it, it has come in very handy I throughout the season. would like to personally apologize to Katie Burge for making her pull her car over the last time she listen to this podcast because i (laughs) informed her via the podcast that pogues was not safe from relegation and she thought that they were now are we going to chalk this episode full of that kind of math pro rel talk are we just going to do indy cup and indy cup only let's start with the indy cup because i need to look at the standings again well let's start with what this indy city football is well cole golly not cole jason oops (laughs) glad you asked Indy City Football is an adult rec league soccer program with a good citizenship twist. Twist. In addition to getting points for wins and draws, teams earn points by doing good. To us, that means volunteering in your community, attending after parties, our generous sponsors, using responsible transit like carpooling, walking, or biking, and sometimes donating blood. 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 That's what it is. All right, so we are, what is this, uh, semifinals? Semifinals, final four, big time. For Indy Cup. Indy Cup, the trophy leg, the leg trophy. The leg trophy. What four teams are left? Remind everybody. Garfield AC, MKU, Meridian Kessler United, they are also known. Heron Morton, and those rascally Commissioner Cup thieving rascals from Mapleton FC. Thievery. Unfortunately, Garfield and Mapleton don't play this week, do they? We do not. Unless. <laughs> Guess you're going to have to see each other in the finals. That's So, you guys, I have done the work, and this could happen. <clears throat> the matchup as it stands, listeners, in case you do not know, is that Garfield AC plays Meridian Kessler United. A very tough team, admittedly. However, when we played them last year, and I think both teams have not actually made that many tweaks... And it was the beginning of our season when we're still getting our shit together. I think, sorry, I just burped. I think that we only lost to them four to two. And I think if we bring our A game, we can defeat them. And then I'd like to place a second scenario to you. It's in which the other semifinal game, which is Heron Morton versus Mapleton FC, play each other in some freak accident. If Heron Morton actually shows up, shows out, and wins, then we will play Heron Morton in the final. If somehow Heron Morton does that thing they do sometimes where they can't field a full team and they have to forfeit or they play a person down, Garfield AC does have a path to win the Indy Cup. And I am already planning a specific mantle in my living room for that weird trophy with the leg on top. So you've cleared the space already. It's where the Commissioner Cup was. No, we were going to put the Commissioner Cup at Garfield Brewery. 
until it was stolen from Garfield Brewery. Here's the other thing, though. I, I love actually all four of these matchups. Obviously, only one League Two team, a team that has recently also struggled to field a team. That's us, Garfield AC. Um, I love the Heron Morton and Mapleton matchup. I think those are two very good teams on their best days. Um, Mapleton, as we know, very sneaky. Also very good, two, number two or three in League One right now. Mm-hmm. They're a top team. Heron Morton... Um, lower in the standings because of attendance issues, but also still a very strong team. MKU, probably the most athletic team other than Riverside um, in both leagues. And I think that it's going to, the final of this Indy Cup is going to be incredible. Um, and you you said you're the only League Two team. Yes. You There's MKU, who is a League One, but just got promoted. Yes. So it is a fantastic matchup, I think, across it's, leagues. You guys, it's an incredible semifinal. Like, we could not have asked for a better one, I think, unless maybe Heron Morton was not in it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. All right. Go Indy Cup. So Indy Cup is going to be this Thursday. Correct. On fields. Oh, my God. There's a female ruby-throated hummingbird just hovering in the middle of all of us. Bye. Wow. That's a good sign for Garfield. It is. Is that I, uh, a good luck hummingbird? I used to have hummingbird feeders out, but they never got used, so I took them down. And there she was. She's amazing. I love her. She was pretty. Come back. Anyways, yes. I um, mean, that was a good interlude. It really kind of was. Go on. I mean, there, there's there's uh, those four teams, two games, which will be Indy Cup, come out. Um, I know there's a slew of friendly scheduled and a, a few fields that are reserved. So just in case a team can't be fielded, that there'll be some uh, just grouped together teams. So it'll be some fun. But also, if you want to just come out and watch Indy Cup this Thursday, hopefully, you know, this will be the one Indy Cup that doesn't have any weather adversary. So uh, where's the after party this week? Do you know yet? No. Again. We'll see what happens. Right. Stay tuned. Yes. Yeah. We, Should we take a look at last week? We got to take a look at last they week. They say don't live in the past, but that's kind of the point of this podcast. A little bit. We do have to look at last Thursday's games. Do we have the scores pulled up yet? I'm working no. on it. Kyle's working on it. I'm not working on it. You're not working on it. Liesel's definitely not working on it. She's just being this like cute patio goddess, like scrunched up on a patio chair. We have scores. Shelby is like... Just drinking a perfect, is that a bush? Mm-hmm. Drinking a bush in a Purdue koozie that is pride friendly, also looking like a goddess with her new tat on her leg. And everyone is excelling except maybe me <laughs> because Not I'm thriving? on a hammock doing better than excelling. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, scores last week. Uh, I'm going to start off 8-1. That was the scores for Real Fletcher Place over MKU, Martindale AFC over Atletico Pogues Run, and Sporting White River over Midtown FC. So a surprising, I think, blowout in the Real Fletcher Place MKU game. Out of the three, that was the most surprising it's not just out of the three. I think that in any week, that would be a huge surprise. Also, um, the Martindale Aleko Pogues run, 8-1. Eight, eight um, 
I think Pogues was, well, I know Pogues was under the impression that Martindale had a hard time fielding a team. And uh, they came, Martindale came very strong and very tall. Yep. And, um, Sneakily, some might say. Yeah. Yeah. Pogues. Um, Pogues still struggling to overcome injuries. For sure. I happen to know that Kenny G, Kendall Gilbranson, was the pogey of the game where they get to drink the thing out of the thing. I don't really know what they call it. Um, the bitch and the pitch, yeah. The B and the P. And so I, I have heard there was a little bit of internal fighting on that team um, and maybe some people looking to still sort that out next week. Um, but pogies, we love you always. As you know, you're not clear from relegation yet. You have an invitation to relegate if you Unless want. Unless they just choose to go down. Yeah, we'll just then see what you're happens. guaranteed to go down. But they're not there yet. And we'll Correct. get to standings here in a little bit. You want to read some more scores? Yeah, sure. Um, I just shotgunned across both okay. leagues. so um, It was beautiful, Jason. Back into League One. Bates, Hendricks, three. Mass Ave, United, zero. But don't be fooled. That was a forfeit for Mass Ave. Or against Mass Ave. Uh, big result for Bates there. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, Irvington FC, zero. Mapleton, three. Um, and then your last rest of League One... That was all of League One. I lied. <laughs> I think that the last game you just said was like a little surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Like I would have expected Mapleton to beat Irvington a little more than that. I would have expected Irvington to put up a few goals. Yeah. They, they've seemed pretty strong offensively, but sometimes their games get high scoring. Um, I'm realizing I did forget a game. Riverside City did defeat Hawville 5-4. to four. Yeah, I was wondering because that was a that's a pretty good game yeah. from Hallville. It is, Jason. How do you feel about that? It was two two at halftime. Because Hallville's your team oh. right now, right? Yeah, right now is yeah. in this minute. Yes, this second. Yeah. Um, but talking to them after the game, they had gone up three two into the the second half of that game, and it says got, here that it was for the fifteenth minute, which seems yeah. later than. Um, what it sounded like they were saying on Thursday, but yeah, it, it did sound like if we had a couple people show that weren't able to make it this week or last week, that uh, we could have probably handed Riverside say their first loss. Not this, that it would have mattered. This is something but. I think I want to talk about later, unless we talk about it now before we do League Two. Do any of us feel like our slightly later start this season has affected some of these later games in terms of availability? People with kids are definitely back in school. We just had the Labor Day weekend holiday. I know that my team personally suffered a lot with that in terms of vacations and availability. We've also got a new wave of COVID going around and people getting sick from that. I think that it is a weird time of year where maybe anything can happen in terms of availability, but also something we may have not seen in other seasons due to a slightly later start time this season. Could be. Are you talking later start time in terms of when we started the league or like yes. time? Oh, when okay. we started the league. So what was week one? That was the first week in June? Or very last week of May. Very last week in May. So I think that we're a week or two behind where sometimes we have typically started. And I think that um, at least me personally as a manager, I've noticed some of these later weeks having a little bit more of a struggle to field full teams mm-hmm. or to, you know, have your all-star goalie available. Yeah, Cole just pointed out the season is two weeks longer as well. Hi, Finn. 
Yeah. Cole, do you have anything to say about just, is there an impact to starting the season a little later? Season was longer. I think that's more the bigger thing because we've had Indy Cup spread over five weeks rather than playoffs over three. So that's two weeks longer there. We've had two rainouts. I will say that your team is the only team that forfeited last week. Not and the only team. Mass have. Mass have forfeited every week for three weeks. So it doesn't count. Um, <laughs> and your team forfeit negatively affected me. So I... <laughs> I'm very sad about it, so we'll get to that. Well, we haven't gotten to the scores yet, Cole, but I have a response to that when we do. I have a response to a very specific Garfield player, and we'll get to that. Is well, it Chopay? Yes, it is. I have a, I have a Chopay. Cole also has some Chopay comments. You guys, well, then let's get into the League Two scores, shall we? Let's do it. Awesome. FC Fountain Square <laughs> took home three points against Old Speedway City 4-2. to two. Broad Ripple City kept rolling. 5-3 to three victory over Upper Downtown. As was kind of alluded to, Garfield did uh, forfeit against Intermonon, so that's a final score of 3 to nothing. Um, Sporting White River, which we talked about already, over Midtown 8-1. to one. Old North United and Near East United, 1-1. <gasps> Point for Near East. That was the most yes. shocking score. Oh, Near saw. East, yes. Yeah, Another soccer point on the table. Another soccer point on the table, and well-deserved, I think. Mm-hmm. Beating we, a formidable Old North team that was built for promotion. Um, I think maybe statistically now, maybe not built for promotion, but, I mean, they beat Garfield. Are those all our, of our, our, those are our League Two scores? Our final are, score is oh. our... Interleague Showcase presented by At Properties. Game, and that was... So, the score on uh, Sports Properties. Engine is 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, the score was 5-3 to three at half. We just kind of called it there. We sent some players from Southside over the Sporting Heron Morton since they didn't have any subs. It was hot. Um, three more goals were scored by Sporting Heron Morton, so you'd think that would mean they won 6-5, to five, but when two of those goals are scored by your players, you feel like you scored those goals. Mm-hmm. So I'm counting it as a 7-4 to four win. Um, <laughs> side personally, that's fine. Um, but no, it was it was a fun game. Sporting Heron Morton, you know, despite maybe the reputation they give them, was a lot of fun to play out there. Um, in this friendly, you heard so, it here first. Forced. There's Heron a man. Morton, maybe not. So I want to. Sh- I have no idea what his name was. If he listens, there was a man in a hat. You were delightful, sir. He did that thing where you flip and try oh, to yeah. throw the ball in. He planted the ball on the ground and did the flip over. Failed pretty miserably the ball went out of bounds but it was cool to but see someone also, attempt like, that did the flip without breaking yeah. his neck or something so like that feels like a win it, you always miss 100 percent of the shots you never take wayne gretzky michael, michael scott. scott michael scott <laughs> carrie bird, carrie bird. <laughs> um i do want to talk a little bit about the intermon on garfield game as you guys know i was camping in the woods with no reception um so i did miss this game we had no women able to attend um, I did hear from David Higgins, former manager of Garfield AC, longtime Garfield AC player. He said that he had offered to them that we could play the friendly two people down just to see what would happen. <laughs> and they declined. Intermonon declined. Um, both David and Andrew. I think Andrew is a pretty like... Um, reasonable, objective person. Mm-hmm. He said that he believes we could have beat them two people down in that game. I did also hear that four or five of the goals scored, goals scored um, with a mixed team for the majority Garfield side were Garfield players. Okay. Um, so I do think it's a huge bummer 
that we could not field a full team just because of the circumstances of the week. Um, I would have loved to have another look at Intermonon. However, I do still love that they've never beat us in regulation. And we're coming for them again next year. And Detmer, tweet at us and tell us if you think the same thing that Carrie thinks. I mean, what? They just won the league, but they we've still got their number somehow. And it's like how, you know, we didn't play our best during Old North for some reason or how we beat Broad Ripple twice in one season, even though I think they're arguably a better team. There's just a weird thing where we have Intermonon's number, and I don't think that we've given up that number. No, they don't think so. From the few that I talked to after the game, they were like, yeah, we won, but it wasn't a win. Yeah, yeah, I got the same feedback from them. And I wasn't trying to purposefully do a flex with that, but I think that's the best scenario that we could have derived from the situation. And now with them going to League One, you'll always have their number. Isn't that really lovely? It's almost like a writer wrote that saga. I write for a um, living. I, I just want to send a little a little message to our dear friend Chope, who has tweeted at me and the Southside account over the last course of the last year and has accusator, accused us of throwing a game against Intermonon. Um, Are you talking about this season, last season? Last season. And he's given me shit non-stop and now garfield will talk about the math but league one does not look very good for them so shope what happened that's all i have to say i know i think this is a good segue into shope's recurring rumors corner i know cole had some comments for this week's rumors it's not really even rumors at this point it's just like shope complaining about (laughs) him as well he uh he said that he wants to go play for a League One team looking to transfer next year. Had he have shown up for more Garfield games, Garfield would have been in League One. Plain and simple. He didn't even show up to our game. No. So it's, you can't even talk if you don't show up to your games. You lose your ability to go there. And also, he's a lawyer. I hope to God. I hope to God, not a contract lawyer. Because the take he had today on Twitter about Harlan making... Um, what does he make? Thirty million. A, he's going to make thirty million a year. He said he's mm-hmm. overpaid. That is five million dollars less than Ryan Tannehill. Ooh, the fact the that quarterback the best striker, the Tennessee Titans, the best striker in the world, not even up for debate. He scored about forty-five goals last um, year. That's fairly close to each other. That's isn't okay. It? Okay. He's not being on the base. And he said that Harland is going to be overpaid and that prices are inflated. The fact is. U.S. has collective bargaining for our sports leagues. That's why they make so much money. Revenue share. They don't have that in Europe. They would be making significantly more money. When you hear someone makes 100000 a week, yes, that sounds like a lot. When you compare that to sports people in the United States, that is pennies. Pennies. So I hope if, if, if you are a contract lawyer, do not hire this manager agent because <coughs> he thinks you, make, you don't make enough money. And he GD. himself wants to go up to League One and will not show up to the games. So, don't that. the don't the Mets have a Bobby Bonilla Day every yes. year? Oh yeah, they do. Bobby Bonilla Day. Bonilla. Bonilla. Been saying this wrong for it's years. Fine. I don't know if he was playing while you were alive. That's not true, but he was. I have no idea what's being discussed right now. Um, Bobby. Ben- yeah, I don't know when his last year he played. 
Um, it was the early to mid 2000s. I'm going to Google it while we're talking. Bobby Bonilla was Tell a player the for the New York Mets who signed a very lucrative contract with them. Um, however, very. part of the uh, agreement is that the Mets would play, pay him 1.1 million. I think it's 1.1 million or it's 2.3. It's 1.19 million. 1.19 million uh, on the same day every year July until I 1st. believe 2035. It's yes. Okay, so he will receive a paycheck for one point one nine million dollars from the New York Mets every July first from two thousand eleven through twenty thirty five. And that was a part of his contract. Um to put this into perspective, one point one million dollars for the New York Mets was more than some of the players they had in their starting lineup or rotation this year. That's exactly what um, this ESPN article says. And he's still got 12 more years of this. He's got 12 more years. Doesn't have to do a damn thing. I don't think did anything for the Mets worthwhile Correct. while he was there. So in 2000, the Mets agreed to buy out the remaining $5.9 on Bonilla's contract. Instead of paying him the $5.9 at the time, the Mets agreed to make annual payments of nearly $1.2 million for 25 years, starting on July 1st, 2011, including a negotiated 8% interest. And this is why the Mets are one of the poorest-run sports franchises in the United States. I said what I said. Under new owner Steve Cohen, who mentioned the possibility of celebrating Bonilla at City Field annually, soon after taking over the team, the Mets are embracing mm -hmm. Bonilla Day. What else can you do? I mean, you kind of have to. He last played in 1999. That's an incredible agent. Shopey, if you want to move up to League One, I love you, but I support you. Get that agent. 1999? Yes. That was the year I was born. Exactly. That's why I said, has he played in your lifetime? He has. I Barely. remember Bobby Bonilla because I used to be way more into baseball than I am now. Um, but but anyways, Chopay, love you, buddy. If you want to move up to League One, I support you. You live close to a couple of League One teams. Go for it. We like having you in Garfield. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. I think that Mango and Cynthia will still continue to be parts of our franchise. But you do what you do, bud. That's all I have to say. I heard Havel needs some ringers. Shope, I also love you, but the takes, buddy, we got to work on them. We, we do. Any other news from last week? Just we got to update our standings and all the math that goes into All that. the math. Should we get to the math? Let me pull up the standings here. Are you going to do the math in your head live while we're doing it? Yes, because Incredible. all that is separated as a few points. I'm going to lay back down on the hammock. I, we think, like to do? I think our next week's episode will have our in-depth last game of the season. Gravity. Who can do mm -hmm. what? No. There is one non-scenario because it's also been clinched. We talked about Intermonon clinching League Two. Um, everyone claps for Riverside City. Undefeated so far this wow. season. And projected champions of league one congratulations it's like an election night you our, are the projected winner our league champions are set um in second place with 25.08 points mapleton fc in third place meridian kessler united 20.02 and right on their tail with 19.2 points real fletcher place Following them, Irvington FC, 13.084 points, a little farther back. Martindale, 
Havel CD 10.05. Atletico Pogues run, not in the relegation zone, 9.975. Bates Hendricks FC moving out of the relegation zone this week, 8.780. Something that Carrie may squeal about in the relegation zone. Sporting Heron Morton. You heard it here first. 7.01. That single after party could make a difference. Mass Ave United rounds out League One with six even. It's getting contentious at that drop. More on that next week. Our uh, at-property League Two standings. And just like League One, claps, please, for Intermona on your league. Projected Woo! League Two champions. Glorified bike trail. Glorified bike trail. Apparently also glorified League Two champions. Um, second place 24.799 Southside Soccer Club. Sporting White River is just behind with 24.667 in third place. Those are your teams in the promotion zone mm. at the moment. Right below that promotion zone with just less than a point behind with 23.70 Broad Ripple City. Garfield's AC a little further back, 20.589. Old North United built for mid-table, it appears. 13.77. FC Fountain Square, 10.43. Upper Downtown just behind after FC Fountain Square leaped them. 10.417. Two hundredths of a point there. Shit. Old Speedway City, 6.6. Midtown FC, 6.56. So four hundredths of a point there. And at the bottom... Near East United, 3.93. Love you, NEU. So it seems like there's only four teams now in that promotion conversation. Yes, it would appear that way. Do you know that, does that statistically eliminate Garfield? Yes. Statistically on soccer points, yes. It would also depend on your social and your transit, but more than likely... Because you probably will not make up a whole full point. With so those. what you're saying is we're ending up exactly where we wanted at the top of League Two, but not promoted. No, in the middle of League Two. The top without being promoted. Yes. So the middle. The upper middle. Upper middle. Upper, upper middle. middle downtown. Upper middle downtown. Downtown Judy Brown, shout out. Nobody knows that but Andrew. Holler. Oh, well, I think that's everything we gotta talk about for the league. That's soccer. I don't really have any Bachelor updates except to say that The Bachelor, um, the next iteration of it coming up is going to be later this month, near the end of September, um, on Thursday nights, new night, which does no longer conflict with the podcast recordings. Is um, The Golden Bachelor will be premiering one hour on Thursdays. And as we know, The Golden Bachelor is a man from Indiana. We have just received the list of candidates. They all look amazing. Uh, the star of the bunch is former Bachelor Matt James's mother. Um, she's one of the candidates. And then also immediately after that is going to be also on Thursdays, two hours of Bachelor in Paradise um, with some notable former Bachelors and Bachelorettes, including Pilot Rachel. I have a couple Bachelor questions for you, Carrie. Go on. One, is that three total hours of The Bachelor? It is. That's a lot of Bachelor. Two, you never responded to my text yesterday. And I want to ask you live on air. How do you feel about internet personality to turn Tony potentially being The Bachelor? Hang on. Sorry. The train just drowned that out. And I was in the woods when I received that text. So I do not think I ever received it. 
We're interested in receiving Carrie's thoughts on internet personality two-turnt Tony potentially being the next Bachelor. I am pulling up a two-turnt Tony video. I don't know who that is. Um, so well, you're about to learn. A young adult. It's two-turnt or two-turn. Two T O O turnt with a T. At okay, the so he's not like a NASCAR driver. No. Okay. No. Two-turnt uh, Tony. His big thing is that he raises ducks. Oh, I like that. So he actually just recently did a massive renovation of his backyard to turn it into like basically a duck sanctuary. Well, I think he's great. I would be his friend. He also. Oh my God. Hi to. Oh, I know him. I, yeah, I follow him on Twitter, not Twitter, uh, TikTok. Yeah. Oh, so he's rumored to be a future bachelor. He is rumored to be the next bachelor, I believe in like. I don't know bachelor terms, but like the normal bachelor. Yeah, the bachelor. Yeah. So that's in the the star of the season. That's interesting. Um, the very next one is a guy from this recent season, who I can't remember his name, but he looks a lot like Jason Tardick. Also, Jason Tardick and Caitlin Bristow have announced their separation after several years, which is to me the most devastating separation in bachelor history. Finn has a lot to say about the bachelor. Finn is like passionately talking about the bachelor in the back. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a great fall season of The Bachelor. It starts after soccer season's over, so I won't have any Thursday night conflicts. If anyone wants to join into my Bachelor League, you can find me on Twitter at NoMeanCB, at NoMeanCB, and you can join our Bachelor League. What is Twitter? He just said the word, baby. X is uh, the thing they're calling it right now, but... I fully expect Elon to go nuts in like three days and rename it to like ketchup or something. Twitter X ketchup. And mustard. No, fuck mustard. Uh. Well, guys, we don't really have a ton of soccer left to talk about, do we? we? Talk about Indy 11? Yeah, let's go for it. Indy 11 update. Jason, roll the music. The 11 have one, or not one, are unbeaten in their last six, putting them at fifth in the Eastern Conference. (laughs) Sorry, I just tried to drink beer laying on a hammock and I just spilled it all over myself. 
following a one to nothing victory over Miami, an important victory, sends Miami into ninth, I believe. Uh, cements the 11 and fifth, 10 points clear of not being in a playoff spot for the first time in who knows how long. It's been many, many years since we've felt success or happiness with them. Um, they look good. Another one nothing victory. Another Guanzati goal. That's five in those six games. He's found uh, some form. I'm cursed. The last two home games I have not gone to, the 11 have won. And they have a pretty nice three. away record. Three games? Because Birmingham, the rain game. The last three games I so, have not been to, 11 have won. And they have a pretty amazing, like, away or, like, travel record. So, Shelby, what I'm hearing is you should just stop going to games. Apparently. So, I really wanted to go, not this most recent weekend, but the weekend before. And I threw out my back. Oh, no. And so, like, I was literally laying on the kitchen floor for most of the day. Oh, no. Because it happened when I was throwing away the trash. And so, I was like, well, we're going to lay here, I guess. Till I um, can get up. <laughs> Finn, Finn is so excited about the Indy 11. <laughs> My gosh. He got to go. Cole oh. took him to the game. <laughs> oh. He finally fell. Got too excited. Um, World Cup rugby starts this week. Oh, wow. Um, Ireland's first game Saturday morning against, I believe, Tonga. Oh. <laughs> but maybe <sighs> Samoa. I have. So, do people get hurt in rugby like they get hurt in football? Worse. Worse. Because they're not wearing pads. Wow. However, what have I would you say. you heard about how many concussions Jane has had? That's a good point. None the, of them are rugby safety, related. <laughs> what I would say, though, is that the referee and safety regulations and the way you have to follow the rules in rugby is something that I believe the NFL should model themselves after. Um, they will stop the game if you're doing something slightly incorrect. Interesting. Um, the penalties for doing something dangerous are tenfold what they are in the NFL. And I think, like, for all the, like, hoo-pooing that we do about the NFL and how bad their officiating is, but also how severe the injuries can be from the NFL, if they took a page out of the rugby union playbook, um, I think that we would see a lot less of that. Um, yeah, give me an example. For instance... Well, so, like, they will just, like, redo a start if it's unsafe. Um, the rules for anything that happened in-game, like, you sit out. You get a red card much more easily. So, NFL doesn't really have red cards, right? But but we know from soccer, though, that red cards are a thing. In rugby, you get a red card, and you play a, team, you play a man down the whole rest of the game. But also, the bigger thing, I think, is that, like, so, for instance... We're just about to start World Cup Rugby. Ireland's captain, Johnny Sexton, he just missed their, like, three-game prelude to the World Cup because of a foul that was egregious Oh, in his last game before the precursor to the World Cup. So, so he missed all three games of that precursor series called the Nations Cup, and now he is finally able to play for the World Cup, but he missed those three games. Interesting. It's just like they're very particular, and the the referees explain the rules and what happened at every single juncture, so that the players know, like, I can never do that again. It's just such an emphasis on safety that I think it's like admirable and something that should be emulated for the NFL. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. 
What issues, what calls and issues do you have with the NFL? Because they've cleaned it up a lot. They've cleaned it up a lot, but there's still a lot of missed calls. And there's also still fans complaining, which there'll always be fans complaining. But I think we still have to look at the ultimate issues of how the NFL is not respecting, um, like, CTE protocols. Mm-hmm. I think concussions are still rampant in the league, and there's way less than them in rugby, even though they only wear, at the most, little cloth caps. What? And and one of the problems oh, no, I thought a bird uh, flew into with the American house. football, separate from just with the NFL, is it's more of a, a systematic issue with the um, injuries. For example, in college football this week, there was a Michigan State wide receiver absolutely blown up, um, laid out, was not moving. Um, not in a good state at all. They carted him off the field, um, which we've seen a couple times, obviously, throughout the years. He played in the second half. Um, probably should not have. Uh, I don't really care if you clear a concussion protocol for that. If we're going to cart you off the field for what looks like a head injury where you're not moving, I'm going to say maybe just sit out. Maybe just sit it out. And, you know... Obviously, like, I've played sports before. I compete. I want to be out there. But I think if I was, you know, seeing three people and it was only one, I'd just kind of take it off for the (laughs) rest of the game. Um, So aside from that, which rugby also does excellently, rugby, union rugby also is very particular about the way you tackle. And they will stop a game if you've tackled incorrectly and it will not count. And so that's something that I think if we look at how tackles run in each of those sports, Mm -hmm. I think that one is much more like player forward and protecting the players and the other is still getting there yeah and i think we can relate this back to soccer but um tis but um red cards blue cards um, yellow cards the other sport that has i wouldn't call it a cte issue but problems with cte is is soccer with head injuries and you see so many times they just kind of wrap them up with bandages and send them back out there um can be a little weird obviously that sport's taking concussions a lot more seriously i think there was someone got beamed in the face in the FC Cincy game, and they stopped the game almost immediately and, and sent someone over. So there's more emphasis on it, but head injuries, man. Not fun. Oh. Now entering the racing portion of the podcast. Hey, Cole. Saying my name because I've had four concussions. No, I'm saying your name because why we've been here, dinnered, signed his extension. Then Hamlin. Oh, interesting. With that, we're going to just move on, I it's guess. never in doubt. And uh, you know what was in doubt? Grosjean's seed. Now it's not because he is out of the 28. Um, ready. I, I saw that news and I knew it was a matter of time until I, you guys. But have you heard me? The, the, the rumor of who's going to take his seat? No one. of three cars. They, there was that. They're going to three cars. And they're so bad. The they might, they're who's going to take the seat? Just gonna get but rid of now the car. they're saying there's someone who's going to bring enough money to keep them at four. Connor Daly. It's got to be. Connor Daly. Stingray Rob. What? If Stingray Rob takes the 28, I, I, I don't, I physically will become unwell. Opposite, Why? opposite, opposite. He is not good. He's 20 years old or whatever, and Grosjean's 38. But there are other drivers. I think it's 38-year-olds, I would but you rather, shouldn't be doing a 
high-end athletics. I would rather have an Indy Next driver. I would rather have... That's what Stingray Rob was. He finished second. In, I, in the, in, in I know, but we He's haven't seen star. anything from Stingray this season that... He qualified for the 500. Graham Rahal did not. He did. Um, Cole makes a point. And who was in this uh, Stingray Rob seat last or two years ago? None other than Romain Grosjean. Shit. And then before that, Alex Pillow. Love him. Listen, he's you don't love him. You loved him on a TV show that you watched during COVID. But I also don't so tie your love. To no, COVID I have a history times, with the twenty eight because growing up, Ryan Hunter Ray was twenty eight, and he was my favorite driver. Now you can say the bag I gave you is a Ryan Ray bag now. Yeah, that's it's going to become nostalgic for that. So when Roman came over and I had known who he was after not following any car for multiple seasons, that was where I was like, okay, it's easy to jump in because I know who this guy is and he's has a number that I've rooted for in the past. Um, and now it might go to a man from Idaho. No, no, it's probably going to be Erickson. I I would like that. I quite like Erickson. I think the only way Stingray Rob joins Andretti is with his $9 million that he's bringing, and it's his own sponsorship. So they would be in the 29 or whatever. Who's giving him $9 million? I would. I don't know. That's an aquarium. The church? <laughs> I don't of know. Idaho. An aquarium would be an incredible sponsor. Stingray. That would be an incredible Stingray sponsor. Stingray exhibit at the Chicago. Oh, or Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, I like it. Miley found out Miley made zero dollars off her bangers tour. Hundred, hundred shows she made zero dollars. So the Cyrus family's broke. How did she not make any money? She, uh, you have to read the article. Overproduction. I didn't didn't read the article. There's also I love Miley Cyrus. And I mean, none of them. There is. Are you about to say something bad about her? No, I would not say something bad about Miley Cyrus. I was gonna say something about IndyCar. There is someone on. Twitter who does a silly season graphic for IndyCar who does it really really well and they break it down by will probably stay confirmed to stay and they're out that mm-hmm. seat is open and there's other obviously there's a lot about Malakas moving where he's gonna go Did I say that name right Malukas 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 I don't say any name correctly. I'm not well, that's what growing up with the name Jenner does to you Jenner <laughs> you just you yeah. just push that off onto everything else you do yeah, I guess. Oh, this became therapy. Um, but they do it really well. Uh, the point I was getting to is there's some F2 drivers that are definitely going to be blocked for the next few years that I would like to see come to IndyCar. That was the whole point. The, the how is, how, Not how is, Yuri Vips. How is Polo getting sued for $40 million? Is there that much money in IndyCar? Well, when you it's damages, it's it's had it's to be damages. Yeah, it had to be that plus damages. I'm I'm wondering if it's because of the recognizability of his name. Maybe I'm assuming McLaren's doing the suit. McLaren is suing. So recognize recon his name and likeness. One, how well it's known. Two, I believe he was the test driver in F1. So I'm wondering if they have to fill that role. So they're also suing for multiple roles, not just the IndyCar seat. There's multiple IndyCar test drivers for McLaren. Heard as a test driver for McLaren. There's like, having test drivers doesn't mean anything. The IndyCar seats that are open right now is the McLaren 6, Mm -hmm. Ganassi 11, Voigt 14, Rahal 15, Rahal 30, 
Coin 18, Coin 51, Carpenter 20, Andretti 29, Meyer Shank 06, and Hunko 77. Now, most of those already have rumors yeah. tied to them. Because so. um, Felix... Go ahead, cool. Daly's probably going to fill one of those from a money recognizability If, if he has the money, he could go back to Foyt. But do you want Ferrucci over Daly? I would... I fire Ferrucci into the sun. But that's I, how I feel about him personally and not as a driver. Um, I've heard that Rosenquist to Meyer Shank looks really good. Yeah, um, to Meyer Shank Quist Racing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good move for him. I've I've grown to accept it. It is unfortunate. Oh, God. He's going from the 6 to the 06. But I do like the idea of Malukas joining McLaren. I uh, yeah, he, his his Twitter beef with Scott McLaughlin is is incredibly entertaining. It's going to continue. It is to a new level next oh, yeah. year as well. But that's also we need to see Rossi back jump make that improvement as mm-hmm. well because he's been hard to watch, mm-hmm. knowing that Felix isn't going to be here, but Rossi gets to stay. Yeah, yeah. Is is Armstrong in Ganassi, or is that still a rumor that he'll have a full time seat? I'm. It's not official yet, but oh, wow. yeah, he's attached to the eleven. They think he's going to be back in the eleven. Very nice. What's your favorite Indy car rumor? Tweet at us. Is there anything else we got to do on this podcast? I can just fill the last like ten minutes with Miley Cyrus songs. That sounds like a good way to for this podcast to get sued. 15 seconds at a time. Yeah. Filling it 15 seconds at a time. No. I anyway. Got anything else? Alex Plo, IndyCar champion. I guess we got to say that. Going back to Intermonon. Ship next year. At Properties League 2 champion. Oh, Riverside sorry, City League 1 champion. Indy 11? Eastern Conference champion? I don't know. You know what we can find out? If you'll feel like a champion when we see you on the pitch. This episode of Indy City Football Live is brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Turketti's. Nobody beats our meats. Once the 87th most popular U.S. soccer podcast for one day in July 2022, this show is brought to you by an all-star cast of Indianapolis Super Volunteers. Executive producer, host, engineer, and editor, Jason Racefan Chisholm. Executive producer, show host, porch host, and bachelorette expert in residence, Carrie Slow Hockey on Grass Burge. Assistant to the producers, league analyst, and vice shadow commissioner, Cole For the Bush Street. Manager of the assistant to the producers, and owner of the first legit city football tattoo, Shelby, that's really her name, Street. Executive producer, occasional interviewer, and league commissioner Jordan, the ghost of Smoke Mountain Updike. Along with these Hoosiers and a litany of partners, sponsors, players, and random people who walked into the studio because they saw us on Twitter, this has been Indy City Football Live, created by the Pod Squad and brought to you by Turketti. Thank you. Have a good night. Be a good neighbor. Verstappen started post. Yeah. Verstappen started second. 
Signs beat him like by a hundredth or four hundredths or something like that. It was a very small margin for qualifying. For qualifying, could have been an air there at the Italian track. Um, but Signs looked fantastic in qualifying and in the race. He looked fantastic all weekend. I believe he was voted driver of the day. I mean, um, he looked great when you didn't see the leader. Yeah. Anymore. And he, I think he has done the best job so far this season of defending against Verstappen. Um, it's just so hard to defend when you get 20-second leads. It is. But Sainz held him off for, uh, like, the first 13 15. 13 laps. Or, yeah, 13 laps, which I think is the longest anyone has hold, held him off pretty much this entire year. It's the, the most laps led by a team that was not Red Bull. And... Like, he, he fought very valiantly. I think people are really starting to try to figure out how to battle against Max even more. The thing is, is in that car, you're not, you're not going to do it. You're, that car is too fast. Now, there was a really interesting comment from Zach Brown that if Sergio Perez was the driver in both of the Red Bulls, the championship would be wide open, um, which I, I don't agree with him. I think they'd still be top, but I think Ferrari and Mercedes would be closer because Perez has been a nightmare at times so far this year. But he's won races. He's too. looked better. He looked great in the beginning of the year. Awful for about two months. And in the last month or so, so he's looked a little bit better. Um, But, I mean, the fight for two, three, and four was where it was at between Leclerc, Sainz, and Perez. Um, the really interesting thing about Max is as I was watching it and I watched his lead go from 12 seconds to six seconds over the last two laps, uh, apparently his car did start to fail. We don't know what the failure was. We don't know what the issue was, but when you look at the radio transcripts, um, they were telling him to lift and coast quite a bit. I, we don't know if it was an, like a fuel thing. We don't know if something well, we broke, lead too, it's um, but crazy, you know, Perez made up six seconds in the last two laps, which isn't normal. Um, my poor, poor Mercedes heart just continues to be shattered and stomped on, except for the fact we extended both of Russell and Hamilton through 2025, which I think is the best thing we could do. Um, there's only three open seats for next year still in F1 at this time. Uh, Alfa Romeo seat, Joe Guan Yu has not been resigned. Um, there's an open Alphatari seat. Because uh, Yuki Sonoda has not been re-signed, and then they don't know what they're doing with that second seat, so I'm not really counting it open or closed. And then uh, open Williams seat, because American Logan Sargent has not been re-signed. And there was a hope that since they were in Monza, it's the Temple of Speed, Williams is incredibly fast in a straight line. Alex Albion is driving the nuts and bolts off that car. Um, that he would have a really good showing. I believe he finished 14th. 15th so not the result we wanted to see from him so you know you're talking about who's going to fill some of those indie car seats <laughs> logan Sargent might not be filling an f1 seat and he would bring money you heard it here first <laughs>